2: good morning hey good morning guys how you doing good Morning folks. hey good morning guys good morning guys big fan of the show it's jeremy white and joe dibiase good morning jeremy and joe hello there you hey guys love the show big fans over probably 20 years hey guys how you doing today hey guys how you doing hey how you doing
0: Call or text WGR at eight zero three zero five fifty, or post on X at WGR550 and get connected to Jeremy and Joe now.
2: Good morning, Jeremy and Joe. Winter has arrived. You know, there's a lot of winter is coming stuff and then we get most of the way through winter and then he, okay, now it's here. Winter. For a couple days at least. Yeah, it's cold outside and uh, some snow on the ground, you know, last night. Or not last night. Yesterday morning I woke up and saw the snow and thought, is there enough to have to shovel, snow snow blow, anything? Because it was super windy on, uh, what, Saturday night? Crazy windy. Crazy wind Saturday. We were looking to go to somewhere for brunch yesterday. And the place we were going was, I guess, right into, like, north towns, like even north of that, like, where it was supposed to be bad. Mm. And we're like, as we're driving up, Should we be driving in this? (laughs) Like, there's no driving bans or anything. We've seen ten times worse in the last year. Every time there's winter weather, there were like six cars that we counted there and back that were like off to the side, like in the ditch. So, hopefully, you you know, were driving safe yesterday because it was it was slick for sure, snowy, blustery, and cold. 18 degrees right now. That streak. I'm sure that streak ended last week or two weeks ago. That streak of consecutive days without a temperature in the teens. I think that actually maybe ended for the Bills-Steelers game. Or maybe it was the Bills-Chiefs game. One of those two games, I think it was in the teens. Okay. Yeah. So it was almost a full 11 months then. Because it was yeah. February last year, around this time, where the last day in the... That's the funny thing. Was like Like you said, it might be over in a couple days. It's going to be low of 17 today and tomorrow... Yeah, and then maybe later in the week. But my—I uh, know it's a phone app. Yeah. My phone app shows a low of forty-five next week, a low, of a 45. low, and a high Love of six that. sixty-five on Wednesday. Whether we're going to get a melt done is what we're going to get. Yeah, I guess so. We're going to get a gross melt. That groundhog though was supposed to tell us that this wasn't going to happen this week. Come on, groundhog! <laughs> what you, you said, spring right away? You said early spring, early spring. That's right. I guess yeah. it doesn't happen immediately. Right within what is it? Within six weeks. I, I've i never understood the, the math of it because March 21st, the first day of spring, finger quotes, is always like seven weeks away, mm-hmm. eight weeks, so it's either going to be March 21st or a little before that. Okay. I guess. Six more weeks of winter or an early spring. Both of those sound the same. Right. Right. That's right. It just says, I guess there is no exact math to it, just that spring will arrive early. Okay. That's well, that. as someone that uh, furiously defends fall starting on September 1st. Uh, spring starts on March first. Period. On March first, March, April, no, no matter May. what, March, April, May is if, spring. If there's three feet of snow on the ground, that's you're right. Be some, some, coming in here, telling me that today's the first day of spring. That's right. Just like when it's 87 degrees on September 5th, that is fall. We do the months, not the equinoxes. At least in my house, we do. Uh, anyway. So yeah, it's it's currently winter. We would nobody would dispute that, right? Currently winter. No, it's right now. It's winter. Cold. Cold, wintry, all that. The Sabers are home today for a twelve thirty faceoff. Yeah, for uh, for President's Day. Yeah. How many times has a because they're playing the Ducks? Yeah. How many times has a West Coast team played a twelve thirty day game on the East Coast? Can't be normal because what if you're if you're a diehard Anaheim Ducks fan out there and you're suffering too because that team stinks. And they just you, got waxed by the Leafs nine to two. Right, right. Oh, you're coming off nine, yeah, to two. nine to two. Seasons horrible. This team's going nowhere. They haven't been good since Getzloff. And wait, what time are we playing the Sabers? Yeah, nine thirty. It's not even like right. The Leafs is to like a marquee opponent. We're playing the Sabers at what time? Nine thirty. Nine thirty in the morning. I don't mind that on a weekend, right? Because that's why I'm into the Premier League. I think in part is that you get some morning early. some morning sports. 9:30 for Ducks and Sabers. If you're out in Anaheim, yeah, that's pretty early, and on, I can't imagine on this President's very, Day that's yeah. probably not normal. 12:30 today from KeyBank Centers. The Sabers look to go back to back. They got a win over the weekend against the uh, Minnesota Wild, and uh, have they still not won three in a row this year? I don't think. I think they have three two-game win streaks. They have. I think you're right. They have three two-game win streaks, and they don't have a three-game win streak. Yep, all year. I mean, they wouldn't, if they won today, they still wouldn't have that. They would only be back to back, but then they play Montreal and Columbus. So, all right. On the Sabres, did you see the, there's a little mini controversy over the weekend about the Sabres. Maybe, have you seen it? Have you not seen it? No. It comes courtesy of Mike Harrington of the Buffalo News has an Around the NHL article piece where he points out that Sabres players are not too happy about getting booed at home. Yep. And and in particular about Granado, right? Be also being the they're still like about the fire Granado chance. Yes, that happened. What one game back in December? It's not like a, a like a night to night thing that you're getting those. I, the only other time I remember like vivid fire this guy chance was when Darcy went into that rebuild the suffering year. As the general manager, and it was like every night for the first five, six home games of that season, if I remember correctly. Granado got those chance like one time for like a second in a game in December, but that they don't like being booed at home, I know was a part of that too. So there's a second part of that, and this is something I had not noticed. Mike writes about this, about the Sabres, and you know, th- th- this this topic is going <laughs> to it's gonna bother some people. Not, that, hopefully not that we're talking about it, but just the, that it exists. He points out... That fans had pointed out to him, and no one had said this to me, but that's that's all right. Mike's at every game. I'm not at every game. We can ask Paul about this. We'll talk about it with Paul at 8 o'clock. After you win a game, you skate out to center ice and salute the fans. You know, like you raise your sticks and tap it on the ice. Right. And the Sabres had stopped doing that. Huh. The team stopped doing that. Saluting the fans that were there after they got a win. Or, I mean, sometimes teams do it after losses and just, you know, salute the fans. That it had stopped happening. And... That there was a, a game against the Kings where they went seven to nothing, and Mike writes in his piece that he stayed in his seat to see if, in fact, they were not doing it, and that some players decided we should do it today, and not everybody, but some went out to do that. Mm-hmm. So, what this all gets hmm. to, right? What this all gets to is I've got a hockey team that feels like they're being what abused, no, that's probably a little strong, not not supported, disrespected, not supported in their home games, they don't appreciate getting booed, and they made a point to not salute fans. He quoted a veteran player who, who said, we love our fans because when this place gets going, it seriously gets going, and I get all the frustration of how many years it's been, but most guys in here haven't been here very long. Kevin hasn't been. Donnie hasn't been. You can't put that all on them. And I remember, I don't know which game it was, but there was a game, boy, m- probably a month ago, maybe more, where afterward, it was probably the Fire Donnie game, whenever they were chanting. Which, F- which was the game they gave up nine to Columbus, Sure, by the way. I Just look it up. It was the and, game they gave up nine to Columbus, and then won by nine or whatever against Toronto the next, you know, two nights later. That's right. That's right. Because they came back after the Fire Donnie game and said, like, that's how we're going to play. That's, that's more of who we can be. And of course, like, right. you know, that wasn't who they're going to be long term. But I remember after that that game, Columbus, okay, that's probably the one, where Oposo said something very similar to that. So while Mike Harrington has has quoted a player here given anonymity, it sounds like Oposo to me. Because Oposo, after that game, Mm -hmm. had said, you know, the whole thing is not on us in here. We know that. He basically said the fans are upset about 13 years or a, a decade of problems, and that's not on us. And I remember coming in the next morning and saying, like, man, Kyle Oposo really missed it. That's not what you say as the captain of this team and say, like, it's not on us. Because while the fans are of the Sabres, you know, are certainly disappointed and upset about how long they've been bad. Anybody booing in an arena when you lose nine to whatever is not booing the 2017 version of your team. They're booing a team that got blown out at home, right? Like, you gave up nine to the worst team in the East. That's what they're booing. Yeah. And this whole thing that Mike writes about is just basically like, man, they are a team that has a a, a strained relationship with their own fans, which is just crazy. Uh, it reminds me of the opposite approach. That Say what you want about <laughs> Sean McDermott. Here's a quote from Sean McDermott in his opening <laughs> press conference when asked about the 17-year playoff drought. He said, as a head coach, I believe that the minute I was hired, I own that. I'm a part of that. So to try to separate oneself from that, I think, is the wrong approach. Wow. McDermott said that on day one. Day one. Oposo is in year seven with the team? Right. That's the... Well, right. We don't know that it's Oposo, but... No, but he said it back against Columbus. But he said it against Columbus, So it doesn't have to be the anonymous veteran in Mike Harrington's piece. He said it against Columbus. That's right. Which, at that point... I mean, doing rough math here. Year six, year seven, dude. You've been here for half of it. You've been here for half of it. It's been 13 years. You've been here for six or seven years. Like it's a long time. So sure, right? I mean, could we be at uh, Zach Benson? You know, probably not the guy to be Bronx cheering because he just got here and he's 18 years old. Lukanen got some Bronx cheers at some point during the season too that he probably didn't deserve. But listen, there are going to be strays that are that are caught. I think because. It's not something that any fan base in NHL history has ever been asked to do. So I don't know what you're. I don't know what you want. What do you want, right? What do you What do you expect? You got the support last year. Yep. And and it was because of last year. Yeah, it was earned. It was it because like the twelve years before it had been wiped out? Because you got it in one year. Right. It was earned. Yep. And this year, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If if there's any sentiment like that, that the, the fans are giving proper respect to this team, I mean, give me a break. What is this? What is th- the fan base again? Has n- no fan base has ever been asked to do what this fan base has been asked to do, because a 13 year playoff drought has never happened before. It's never happened, and they haven't even been close other than one time. So yeah, I don't know what they want. I don't know I don't know what the expectation is. If they have stopped going to center ice to salute the fans because they're they're mad at the level of support yeah. they've received, I just I don't I don't think they get it. I don't think there's any understanding of what's going on here from the players overall. If that if that is indeed what has happened. Yeah. There is a conversation to be had about, you know, how bad is this team really a lot of their underlying numbers are not that bad. No, and five, and f- five and five at least. Yeah, Power play, they're horrible. If you if you do the autopsy on this team, well, there's...
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Still plenty of season left, and they'll play today at 1230. But if you did the autopsy on this team, what you'd see is, like, yeah, they're pretty good at most things, except the power play has been so unbelievably bad mm-hmm. that it's the single reason they're not competitive they could definitely but just just they could be three points out of a playoff spot and we could be sitting here having a season but the power play has been so incredibly bad that it sinks everything else here's lukinin again by the way another performance from luke yeah his save percentage i saw numbers on him that he had an incredible game and his save percentage dropped because it's been so high he's given you six weeks lukinin's given you the kind of save percentage that if he was doing this last year even for a span of six weeks The Sabres make the playoffs comfortably because goalies steal them games instead of submarine them, which had been happening for a couple years. It's almost a cruel joke for the Sabres, and maybe for Granado too. He needed some goaltending last year, and he's getting it this year. right? And the year before, and the year before, and the year before, this organization has kind of been stuck trying to find some answers in goal, and here's Lucan, and has jumped into that spot and deserves plenty of credit for it. Hopefully it it lasts long-term and he can be their number one. But that's the other frustrating part. And, you know, if they ultimately decide to not make major changes in this offseason, Joe, there will be a defense for it of listen, we had a mm-hmm. we had a bad year, our big guns didn't go, but you know, if you want to get mad at the head coach, he's not he's not the one shooting the puck. And we've got a lot of players that had bad years. They've had good years under him. You know, how much is his fault? I, I, I don't imagine that would go over well with a lot of the fans because you want some change no matter what. Either way, here we are. It is wild to hear the players are upset with the fans. It's a miracle that they have any support. That's right. Like, anybody that goes to yeah. the, these games and attends them and cheers them on, it's not even just going to a game. It's, it's signing up to often go to a, 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 an environment that feels like that for the fans too. It's not jazzed up or juiced up unless it's a kid's day game. I go to a lot of the kid's day games, and those are tons of fun. Plenty of energy in the stands. Some of those kids have been born during this stretch. I mean, there's an average of sixteen thousand fans this year. Fifteen thousand nine hundred is their average. Is that that's not that's paid? That's paid. At the that's day. paid. But either way, like the other teams, that would be similar. Of right? How good? How good were? How good were the San Jose Sharks? For how long were the San Jose Sharks? This is like their first really really bad year. Maybe last year too. Like they're only a year or two into their team not being very competitive. They're at like 13, They're at thirteen thousand. Mm. Where's Winnipeg at? Where it was like kind of been. Again, kind of a down year a little bit. Oh, I think they're kind of back in the playoffs now. 13,000 for the year. The Ducks, 14. Like, there are bad teams in here that just kind of got bad recently. And they're averaging less attendance than you are. And, you know, like the experience, it's not like they're not fun this year, right? At least even at times, maybe two years ago was more the season for this than last year. But last year, of course, is true, where... Okay, they're not that good yet. They're not great yet, but at least they're fun, right? At least they score. At least they take chances. At least they're, they're an entertaining brand of hockey. Whereas this game today or the the games last week or whatever, like th- these are games where you go to attend, and what are you expecting? You're expecting probably a loss, given the way the season's gone, especially the way they've played at home. And you're probably not expecting a very exciting product. They don't play a very exciting brand of hockey this year. They're kind of boring. So I don't I don't know what the expectation is. I mean, if the players want more support, that's earned. That's not given, yeah. especially at this point. There has to be an understanding that this is a 13-year playoff drought. And there's not going to be a benefit of the doubt given to... I mean, some will get it. Zach Benson will get it. The guys right. that just got here, I think the fans are smart enough to know that. But right, is Kyle Poso going to get the benefit of the doubt? Is Zemgus Girgensons going to get the benefit of the doubt? Probably He's not. been here for the whole thing, right? Which is incredible. Meanwhile, yeah, it's not like I don't hear fans booing Tage. I don't hear fans booing Cousins. You get the occasional, you know, where where's this guy been? Top players not being top players. Guys will get like they'll get booed like going off the ice at the end of a period. Yeah, right. Like if they've, if they've had a bad period, and that's about it. But how different is that from other places? No, it happens everywhere. Right. Like, if the Winnipeg Jets have a bad second period, there's not going to be groans and boos? Like the Sabres in the playoffs, last time they played in the playoffs, was the Flyers the last time they played the playoffs, right? Yes. That's the last series? Yep. The Flyers got booed off their home ice in Game 1. In the first period. (laughs) Last time the Sabres were in the playoffs, the team they played against got booed off their own ice Um, and won the series. Yeah, there's a good one uh, from a few years ago. Not a good one. It's a pretty bad one, actually. The Capitals were in the middle of their contending period, right? They maybe hadn't won the Cup yet, but they were playoffs all the time. And their owner had died like recently, and they had given out. Like wristbands, like commemorating him, and they what? lost a the game like five nothing, and the fans started throwing the wristband the bracelets on the ice. How long ago was this? Like maybe five years ago? Well, Ted Leonsis has owned the owner has owned the team for a long time. And maybe he's... maybe it was someone else though. Okay. Maybe it wasn't else? the owner. Like a, a franchise great or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I trust that you're right on it. Yeah. Game three. It was actually it was a playoff game. Uh that they, against the Flyers, where they, I'll find it. I'll find the exact okay. things. But basically, that's what happened. They were throwing wristbands commemorating someone on the ice when they were really good. And, like, that happens around the league everywhere. Yeah. To more extreme Absolutely. circumstances. 803-0550. Not trying to be downers early on. I mean, just, <laughs> hey, it's game today. 1230. And uh, we got to figure out a hot dog. Hot dog of the day. For Anaheim. Anaheim, Anaheim hot dog. They'll try to differentiate, I'm sure, from uh, Southern California. Maybe, uh, maybe a Disney theme. You could just put a duck on it. A duck. You, can, you mean, like you, a whole live duck. You, well, pieces of one. <laughs> you pieces, can eat. You can eat duck. Pieces of a duck. Pieces of a duck. Okay. If you want, that's that's an option. Anaheim, right? What's the difference between Anaheim and L.A.? Angels, Ducks. Yep. Disney is a good one. Mighty Ducks. What about the all time great franchise player for the Ducks? Who's that? Paul Correa. Timu Salani? Timu Salani. Those are both good Oh, Sala- Salami? Kind the of a playoff of uh the, the, the Salani dog? Timu Salami dog. Timu Salami dog. There we go. I, I, I mean, we got something here. Yeah. So that we'll figure with that as today as well. 803 <clears throat> 0550. I have the correction by the way. It was, okay. it was against the Capitals. It was Flyers fans. Uh, they were paying tribute to their team's owner, Ed Snyder, who had died that week. And this was in 2016. They started throwing the rest bands on the ice after they were getting pummeled by the Capitals. There you go. That's what it was. Okay. So, Philly fans. <laughs> not, not, su- not, not not the biggest surprise. Not surprising. Yeah. I mean, Leaf fans have had a strained relationship for years, right? Uh, there Those- was a jersey thrown on the ice earlier this season. It was in Buffalo. But, I mean... There were a lot of Leaf fans. but the jersey thing. thrown on the ice became a thing. Yeah, in Toronto. Yeah, you know what? Like Saber players, would, would jerseys start getting thrown on the ice? Then come and talk to me, because that happens north of the border, like every year, at least at some point. Yep. When someone throws a Kyle Poso jersey on the ice, then then come and talk to me. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Not to say these players are wrong. I mean, Robin Leonard, when he left, said it's miserable in there. It's terrible in there. Not a coincidence that that was also on a team that was. Failing to meet expectations. But, anyway, here we are. Not trying to be downers. I, I, I kind of didn't expect that we would get this deep in this on the Sabres this early. But here we are. <laughs> if you have a thought on it, hey, you can you can join us. They're favored today. Oh, good. They're favored. So, today, today could be good. They're playing a bad team at home? Come on. Go win that game. Yeah, right. You have to, to get nine points out of a playoff spot or whatever it would be. I think there's still ten. Still ten? Still ten points out. Detroit has 62 points. Buffalo has 52 points. So... Still 10 points out of a playoff spot, less than uh, 30 games remaining. When Pittsburgh and Washington, I'm looking at the standings right now, Pittsburgh and Washington are the two teams right above the Sabres. Those two teams, they've aged out, and they weren't the Sabres weren't ready, sitting there to kind of take over. There's Detroit. Detroit and Philly, Philly. weirdly, have been the two teams that have jumped in. Philly is instead. tough. Tough to take, Philly. Yeah, Tortorella and Ristolainen, like, come on, how did that happen? Yep. Torrell is an interesting point there. Like this guy's coached a million places. It's worked some places, it hasn't worked other places. Has know. he ever not at least like made the playoffs somewhere though? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like normally he'll make it and then it'll kind of go it'll get sour quickly after that. Um I guess Philly would be the place here that hasn't. Not yet, but he made he, it, he made it. it in Columbus. OK, made right? it in Vancouver, of course, made it in Tampa I and mean, won the cup in Tampa. So, yeah, wherever he goes, the, the uh, Rangers, the Rangers, Rangers, he would have made it. Right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Philly is the uh, the one that's left. Stanley Cup champion in 2003, 2004. His longest stretch outside of the playoffs is the last three years. Although this year it looks like they're going to make it, he often is the name that comes up when like one of like whatever you're having a conversation about the coach and like whatever the drought and it's, what they need is a Tortorella type coach. How many times has that been said in the last 13 years that they need a Tortorella type coach? And normally I will roll my eyes at that, but I don't know. I'm, I'm at I'm at a point where like I'm there's nothing that sounds nuts to me. 8030550 is our phone number. Good morning, happy Monday, happy President's Day, if you're uh, working today. So are we. And if you're not, well, you know, you can hang out with us. I'm ready to blow Joe's mind when I tell him that I want to talk about Derrick Henry as an idea to the I, Bills. I can't believe yeah, that's what, right. ha- what happened over weekend. The Bills the weekend. are finally off the uh, odds to get Derrick Henry list. And you're trying to put them back on I'm it. just, I'm ready to have a conversation about it. I saw an interesting stat on Derrick Henry. And the Bills, I think, have a couple of openings at the position. We can argue about Naheem Hines for a little while if you want. Mm. So. You know, it's on the list of things to do. let talk about Derrick Henry. Wide receiver idea of the day. Other good stuff coming up for you as well. Jordan Spieth got DQ'd from the Genesis Invitational, and I saw, you know, it's a, it's a great example of, we could just change rules, right? Hey, change a rule, but the rule might actually be good, and I'll explain that as well. This day in history is a day. We'll see if you remember. Maybe, maybe not. Uh so plenty to get to, eight oh three oh five fifty. Jeremy and Joe, Josh Schmidt back producing after a couple of days off. He skated. You skated on the ice at the arena. I saw that. I did. Nice. Did any fans cool. boo you from the stands? <laughs> I, I saw one guy way up in like three twenty six. Really, Yeah, very happy. Like you know, but. You know, so, live and learn. Wanted you to shoot on the power play? That guy's real upset. He's, <laughs> He's still there. <laughs> He's still there. He lives there. Anyone, on the, anyone ever comes onto the ice, that guy in 326 just lives there and boos you. Yeah, we had our, our company, if you want to go skate on the ice, I saw Sal was there with his son, and uh, Josh was there as well. So, good stuff. 803 to join us on this uh, chilly Monday. Jeremy and Joe on WGR.